Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenoyo. We have joined a series that I've been doing on Maranatha YouTube teaching channel titled The Bible. We have joined the series at the beginning of another season, which we have titled The Story of the Whole Bible. Last time we looked at this list of 10 features. These are some of the features that we can look into that actually reflect to us what is the image of God in man. So today we are going to take a, you know, a closer look at each of these 10 features. Now, one of the things you will see straight away as we go through this feature is the number one, we said, those features are peculiar to man, separate them from other animals and lower creation, associate them with God. But the other thing you will see is that these are the image that the devil wants to pervert. The devil wants to destroy. And to a greater extent, sin and the devil has perverted. Now, before I go, I need to give a credit. There is is a website that I'm using a lot for this part of the teaching. So I want to just um, give credit to them. So it is this Apologetic Press website. There is an article on that website titled, In the Image and likeness of God in the image and likeness of God. So apologetic press website. This this article is actually in part one and two. Let's just go through the list again, um, the 10 list, and then we are going to start looking at each one of them closely. I think we're probably going to be able to do only one or two today. So these are the 10 features that we are considering that constitute the image and likeness of God in man. Number one, man is capable. And when I say man, I'm talking about humanity. Humanity is capable of speaking. Number two, humanity is capable of writing and as such is able to improve its education, accumulate knowledge and build on past achievement. Number three, humanity is creative. Number four, humanity has been given the gift of reasoning. Number five, Humanity has free will. He has the capacity of free will to make rational decisions. Number six, humanity has the ability to choose between right and wrong. Number seven, humanity possesses conscience. Conscience. Number eight, humanity like God can experience heartfelt emotion. Number nine, humanity possesses a unique inherent religious inclination. He has both the desire and the ability to worship. And finally, and we said, actually, this number 10 is really the fundamental. It's really the, as it's why the foundation, the baseline upon which all other future build is the fact that the man and the woman possesses immortal soul. The man and the woman possesses immortal soul. The Bible says that God created, God fashioned our body from the ground and God breathed into us the breath of life and the man became a living soul. And obviously, God pulled the woman out of the man. So what we are going to do first today is to look at the first, the first feature, first content of this image of God in man in our list. Remember, I'm saying it again, this list is not exhaustive, but these are 10 features that we can see that number one, associate else with God. Number two, is peculiar to man. Number three, is, you know, differentiate humanity from other creations. So the first one is the fact that man is capable of speaking. Our capacity to speak actually is one of the 
image of God in man. And that may sound a little bit, wow, that is very simple, but it is simple, but it is deep. It is simple, but it is not simplistic. Let us read a couple of scripture first, Psalm 33. So I'm only reading verses 6 and 9, not verse 6 to 9 now. Let's read verse 6. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. Verse 9. For he spake, and it was done. He commanded, and he stood fast. Let's read Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Now, what we see here is that the God that the God that the Bible revealed to us, the God that is revealed to us on the pages of the Bible is a speaking God. Remember, we are talking about the image of God in man, the image of God in woman, the image of God in humanity. We have to start with God, that the revelation of God we see in the scripture, the God that the Bible revealed to us in the scripture is a God that speaks. He's a God that speaks. And in the book of Genesis chapter 1, over and over and over again, we read this phrase, and God said, and God said, and God said. In fact, that word, and God said, occurs 10 times in Genesis chapter 1 alone. And when you read the prophet, say, thus said the Lord. Okay, and the word of the Lord came to me. Okay, the God that is revealed to us in the pages of the Bible is a God that speaks. And that Psalm 33 that we read, we read verse 6 and we read verse 9, it shows us that God Almighty spoke to create. So one of the way, one of the reason or one of the use of the word of God is that God spoke to create. God spoke, that, that Psalm 33 says, and by the word of the Lord were the heavens made. And all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. He spake, God spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and he, stood. he spoke, God speaks. And when God speaks, God speaks to create. And number two, God speaks to communicate. God speaks to communicate. And that is what we read in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. The Bible says that, and God blessed them. And God said unto them, when God wants to bless us, he speaks. Okay, the word of the Lord gives, brings blessing. So God speaks to create and God speaks to do what? To communicate. God speaks to communicate himself. God speaks to communicate his blessing. God speaks to communicate his grace, his mercy, his kindness to us. God speaks to create and God speaks to communicate. So the ability to speak, the ability that God has given us or the ability that we have as human beings to speak is actually one of the characteristics, one of the features. It's actually a fact that is actually a fact that we are created in the image of God. You know, it makes me to remember the Tower of Babel, to actually see how important, how foundational and fundamental it is for us to be able to speak. Let's read Genesis chapter 11. We only read some couple of scripture. Genesis chapter 11, we read verse 1. Then we drop down to verse 6, verse 7, and we read verse 9. Genesis chapter 11, verse 1. And the whole earth 
was of one language and of one speech. Verse 6, And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. And this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Go to, let us go down and confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. Verse 9. Therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. Now, this is very, very important. The capacity for us to speak, our speech and language, is one of the future of the image of God in man. It's one of the future of the image of God in human. But the devil perverted that in the fall. And that is what we see going on here in the Tower of Babel. Their capacity to speak, their capacity to speak and their capacity for language actually give them unity and give them capacity to be able to achieve great things and the bible god said said it there he said these people are these people are one because they can speak because they have one language unfortunately they begin to use the power that that unnest the power of unity and the power to fulfill purpose that that unnest they begin to use it against their creator and god has to come and confuse their language but what we are looking at here is the fact the, the our capacity to speak. You know, our capacity for speech and language is one of the image of God in man. So what, what is speech? What is language? Okay, it is natural, but we need to understand that we must not be deceived because of its, its, its simplicity. It is a miracle. What is speech? What is language? We make noises with our mouth. <laughs> and by these noises, the combination of these noises, we are able to communicate ideas. And we are able to communicate ideas and instruction from one person to another person. That is a miracle. Now we make this sound. And you remember, it's not all sound that is speech. Animals make sound. We make this sound, but then these noises are made in such a way, are connected in such a way in a combination in such a way that we can actually communicate ideas. We can actually communicate the ideas we have in our mind, heart, the thought that we have in our heart, the desire that we have in our heart. We can communicate that ideas to another mind. And that is speech. That is language. We are able to use word and use it creatively in a way that we can communicate ideas. We can express our feeling. And this is actually key to relationship. You can see how relationship fell apart at the Tower of Babel when people are not able to communicate their ideas. They are not able to communicate their feelings. They are not able to communicate their desire. They are not able to pass, you know, the thought and the ideas in their heart. They are not able to pass it on to others. And the truth is that the development of, of human language is a mystery even to science. It's a mystery. How did we develop this? And this is one of the things that is impossible to have happened by Big Bang or by, you know, evolution. And we need to understand that this is a trait. This is a feature of the image of God in man. And I'm not taking all this in any particular order, but it, 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 is, it is beginning to help us to see 
that this is one of the way, because God, the God that we see in the scripture is a speaking God. Speech is peculiar to human. Speech and language is a gift from God and it separates humanity from the rest of the creation. It's a part of man having been created in the image of God. No other theory, no other naturalist, naturalistic theory can actually explain adequately the origin of this complex, you know, <laughs> ability for us to speak and to communicate in language. Let's read Proverbs chapter 18. We are going to read Proverbs chapter 18 and we are going to read verses 20 to 21. I want us to see the strength of this ability that God has given us. You know, the importance, the power to speak. Proverbs chapter 18, verses 20 to 21. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth and with the increase of his lip shall he be filled. Look at verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Now, this is really very, very important. The Bible says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. The ability for us to speak the ability for us to communicate in words, to speak words just like God. The Bible says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. When God asked men, the man and the woman, to subdue the earth, to have dominion, one of the ways we exercise dominion is by speaking. You remember that, that centurion that came to Jesus? He said, no, no, Lord Jesus, you don't need to come. Just speak the word. Just speak the word and my servant will be made of because I'm a man under authority. And this is what the scripture is telling us now that a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. There's power in our word. Why? Because it is one of the image of God in man. It is one of the way we are able to exercise our God-given ability to, to, to reign and to rule and to be kings and queens of us, the ability to speak. But unfortunately, it can bring death because humanity fell. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit they are by. Now let's read a complementary scripture in James chapter three, verses four to eight. It's telling us the same thing about the power in the tongue. James chapter three, verses four to eight. Behold also the, sh the ships, which though they be so great, are driven of fierce wind. Yet are they torn about with a very small hem, whithersoever the government listed. Even so is the tongue. Even so the tongue is a little member and boasted great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindled. You see, it's actually James by the Holy Spirit is comparing the tongue to the ruler that turned a great ship. Many of us have cars. Now, cars are not very big, but they are big. But that car can be turned by the steering. But imagine big ship. Some of these ship are cities in themselves, but they are turned by this small wheel, by this small ruler. And he's saying that is exactly the power of the tongue. Let's continue to read. That's exactly the power of the tongue. Verse 5, even so... The tongue is a little member and boasted great things. Behold, how great a matter, a little fire kidney. And the tongue is a fire, 
a world of iniquity, so is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body and set it on fire, the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast and of birds and of, of serpent and of things in the sea is tamed and has been tamed of mankind, but the tongue can no man be tamed. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Obviously, here, the Holy Spirit is beginning to tell us the fact that this power that God has given us has been polluted, has been perverse by sin and the devil. But what we are saying here is our capacity to speak is one of the image of God, one of the way in which we act like God. But unfortunately, the devil has gotten a hold of that when human fell. But thank God that when we become born again, by the power of the Holy Spirit, our mind will begin to be renewed and we begin, our tongue will begin to be redeemed and we can now start speaking the word of life, the word of life. We can speak the word of life. We can declare the word of God into situation and see changes so that this, this, tongue that is defiled, this tongue that is unruly, this tongue that is full of deadly poison, we can fill it with the word of life. We can fill it with the word of God and it will stop being an unruly evil, but it will not become a source of life. It will not be full of deadly poison, but it will be full of powerful word, you know, the word of life. And we can begin to speak it into our life and speak it into our situation and see changes made. Let's read. Let's read this in Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6, verses 43 to 45. Luke chapter 6, verses 43 to 45. For a good tree bringeth not forth, for a good tree bringeth not forth corrupt fruit. Neither doth a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. For every tree is known by his own fruit. For of thorns men do not gather figs. Nor, or, nor of a bramble bush gather the grapes. A good man, now this is important, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For, of the, for out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaketh. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You can see the connection between the heart and the mouth. And this scripture is telling us here that a good fruit cannot bring forth a bad, a good tree, sorry. A good tree cannot bring forth a corrupt fruit. And a bad tree cannot bring forth a good fruit. But God wants us to be such tree that a good tree. Now, every single one of us, for all have seen and fallen short of the glory of God, every humanity fell. Every one of us are bad battery, which are bringing forth bad fruit. But when we got born again, the Bible says that when we got born again, if any man, if any woman being Christ is a new creature, all things have passed away. God took the old heart, the, the corrupted heart, the dead heart. God took it out of us and God gave us a new spirit. And God wants us to be renewed, to be transformed 
by the renewing of our mind. So we begin to allow the new spirit, that the new heart that God has given us by his Holy Spirit, we begin to allow the Holy Spirit to renew us, to transform us by the renewing of our mind, by the washing of the water, by the word. And as we begin to grow in our Christianity, as we study the scripture and pray and fellowship, it begins to, you know, to affect our tongue and we begin to speak the word of life we begin to bring forth fruit unto salvation. We begin to bring forth fruit unto deliverance. We begin to speak the word of life. We will be like that good tree that brings forth good fruit. And that is the first image of God in man that we have seen. Remember our God, the God that is revealed to us in the pages of the Bible is a God that speaks and God creates by speaking and God communicates by speaking and God has created us so that we'll be like him so that we also can create by speaking and we can also communicate by speaking. Unfortunately, because of sin and because of, of, of the fall, people are beginning to create death by speaking and communicate death by speaking. But thank God that we that are born again, as we allow the Holy Spirit to renew us, as we are being washed by the washing of the water by the word, as we are being transformed, our mind being transformed, we begin to create, speak, to create life. We begin to speak life. We begin to communicate life. I mean, look into the history of humanity. People like Hitler, Mussolini, these are men and sometimes women that are rough using the power of the tongue using the power of the tongue. And we have leaders today that are leading people astray by the power of the tongue, by propaganda. There's power in words. And we, and we have men today that are running to, to, to monopolize, you know, information technology because they know that whosoever controls the waves, the airwaves, the, whosoever controls the airwaves control the heart of men manipulate the heart of men. This is, these are men harnessing and using the power that God has given us for good. They are using it for evil. But you and I as Christians, as we allow the word of God to, to, to dwell in our heart richly, the Bible says speaking in hymns, singing in hymns, in psalms, making melody in your heart to God. We begin to sing, we begin to speak the word of God, the word of life. Hallelujah. And this is one of the way that we reign as king in life. And if you are listening to me tonight and you are not born again, listen, you can be born again tonight. God can take that heart of, of flesh, that heart of stone, that heart of sin out of you and give, it, give you the heart of flesh, give you the new heart, the heart that will begin to bring life. There will be a river of life that will begin to flow from the depth of our heart and will begin to renew our mind and then affect our tongue and we'll put the word of God in our mouth and we'll begin to speak the word for creativity 
and for communication. And our, that will affect our relationship. You know, there are people today that are speaking death into their relationship because of the death that is in their heart. But if you and I are born again, and also if we allow the Holy Spirit to renew our mind with his word, we begin to speak the word of life. We begin to speak the word of kindness. We begin to speak the word of grace. We begin to speak the word of power. And that will begin to build our relationship, our spouses, our children. And we begin to see the life of God in our situation. Hallelujah. We sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha Teaching Channel. They will bless you. Thank you.